Do you need a second for your mic, Dave? Oh, does it sound fucked up? Oh, that's better. Yeah, it sounds it sounds good. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Uh, welcome back to Make Room for Sports, your home for real sports talk. I'm your host this week, Simon Barrett. With me, I have Mike Lochran calling in from Philadelphia. So excited, I can't believe it or bear it. Uh, yeah, that's a good uh, pun with my with my host name, um, which actually I've made my legal name, by the way. I didn't wow. know if I told you guys, yeah, that I changed legally my name to Simon Barrett. It's not just my podcast hosting name anymore. Um, and and uh, Dave Dominique is calling in from Virginia. Is that correct? Yeah, from the uh, stronghold of democracy, the Commonwealth of Virginia. Yeah. You guys did okay tonight, right? It's election we day. We are holding it down. We, we swept shit, man. We killed it. Well, if, if by we you mean the Democrats, um, then yes, uh, you, you, things, will get slightly, things will be slightly less bad for the next election cycle. <laughs> Um, which is exciting, yeah. you know. Look, hey, we take our victories when we can get them these days. Can't we? Can't we just have this? Can't we just have this tonight, Simon? <sighs> no, because I went online. Do you have to take it. I went online and was like seeing everyone celebrating, and I was just like, ah, but this is just gonna like happen again. Anyway, I don't know. I'm discouraged. Yeah, just it felt too positive for you. No, I just don't know. Like, like the first thing I see is like New Jersey, like hire, like like oust Chris Christie and, and elects Democratic mayor, and I'm like, great. And then I kept reading, and it's like, who's ex-Goldman Sachs executive? And I'm like, oh, god damn it. Like, we're still <laughs> fucked. But, I mean, maybe we're, like, minutely less fucked on a state level, which would be nice. Um, here in Illinois, I, don't know, man. I think the state is pretty screwed. For... What's that? Uh-huh. Go ahead. Well, I work for the state of Virginia, and I think there's an appreciable difference um, in the way the state, the attitude the state has towards public universities and its public services um, in general, when there's a when there's a Democratic governor and a Republican governor, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's completely true and a great point. But I mean, the Democrats' whole thing is is just not being as openly awful as Republicans, and I find it personally uninspiring. Um, uh, I don't know. I, after after the last like election year, I, I, I think after last year, I think I just am. I don't know. I just feel very discouraged by the whole kind of a uh, two party system, I guess. But um, you know, I also don't see anything better immediately on the horizon. So, you know, that's that's some real political in, talk. Um, here in Philly, unless something insane happens in the next couple hours, we're going to elect for district attorney uh, like a totally groovy guy named Larry Krasner, who um, has some uh, very progressive ideas about criminal justice reform and uh, wants to decriminalize all the drugs that ought to be decriminalized and all sorts of amazing stuff, including like he goes to punk shows um, and like hangs out, hangs out with the kids. Uh, so he's a he's a fan favorite here yeah. in this house. And he's a prosecutor. That's interesting. Uh, no, he was a defense attorney, I think. Oh, I think you said he was district. He was a I thought, but, but he would be district. Attorney. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, he will be district attorney. So it's a it's a really like shockingly progressive move. I don't know quite how he did it. That's excellent. It's going to be fun. Yeah, those yeah, are those are awesome. the things that make me happy. I guess I was just before I got on the on the on the podcast line with you guys, I was just looking at like a lot of elections, and I was like, oh, a lot of these people still really suck. But I mean, I guess. I well, guess, one thing all I these people we should have be celebrating is that um, they all suck at sports, and so that's one reason we're distrustful of all of them. Is that none of them can make a foul shot? That is actually really kind of crucial. Um, if any of these people were good at sports, they'd win in a landslide. Um, but though, I mean, Trump is pro- Trump's probably the worst president ever at sports, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think I mean, so. He's, he's like the oldest. Maybe Taft. Maybe Taft. Taft was a large. He man. might be second worst. But but yeah. but Trump is much older than Taft. He might not be fatter than Taft, though he's one of the fattest presidents uh, in history. Um, I think he's like top five fattest, but he's definitely oldest. Um, so I don't know. I think I think Taft. Also, that was like back when like guys that were shaped like Taft, like were like you know like Babe Ruth was like shaped like Taft, and <laughs> and he was an excellent uh, basketball player. So, you well, know. one thing that people like to talk about how Babe Ruth was always drunk and how like that's a testament to his skill. But one thing no one mentions that like all the players were drunk 
and they were all fat. <laughs> and so, like, it's not. It wasn't like he wasn't unique for that. Like, they were all, they were all in that condition. So I, I've never understood that. But how does you need that to get an expert in on vape? Does, but I mean, it's still exceptional that he was a fat, drunk sportsman, right? I mean, I, 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 right, I but that, was, <laughs> that was the norm. It was the norm, yeah. So, like, it's not, it's not unique. It's not like he was competing against sober people and was drunk, and so therefore is better. No, okay, I get what you're, I get what you're saying, which is that would be more impressive. But it's still impressive yeah. that a fat, drunk guy was good at baseball, right? I mean, yes. Even if everyone else, but, was no, but, but I mean, it. it was. He was good relative to the like his peers, uh, who were also drunk. Like, what would be the, oh, the control group? Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, could, oh, right. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, could I, as a drunk 38-year-old, become a baseball <laughs> player now? That would be something. Got it. Got it. Because the pitcher wouldn't be as drunk as you. The pitcher would be Correct. sober. No so. pitcher. No pitcher could ever be as drunk as me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's statistically very <laughs> unlikely that we'd be able to find a pitcher. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Well, cool. Well, hey, I'm in uh, I'm in Illinois. I'm in Chicago. I'm making a little room for sports. Um, I have a couple tales Great. for you, gentlemen. Uh, the first one is oh, not sports related, but but uh, but it was. It, I'm so I'm currently in this Airbnb doing my laundry while I make room, some room for sports. I'm making room for sports and laundry simultaneously. Uh, I apologize for that. <laughs> But it needed to be done. That's great. Um, That's great. Yeah. And so my first night in this Airbnb, uh, you know, I walked in and there was like another dude here, uh, this IFC executive named Matt. And I'm like, hey, man, cool. And just like go to work on the couch. And like a couple minutes later, like he goes out to like, I don't know, make a phone call. And a few minutes later, I hear him go like, hey, man, I just got mugged. And I look up and he's like completely what? covered in blood um, because he got pistol whipped outside. Um, what? Yeah, what? yeah, he got he got a he got pistol whipped outside our Airbnb, um, and and because the guy a guy walked by him, Matt was on his phone talking to his girlfriend, and uh, the guy turned around, walked back, asked for his wallet. Matt was like, uh, "Well, you know, I can give you my cash, but I can't give you my wallet. It's got like a bunch of stuff in it." And the guy took out a gun and hit him with it twice, and then you know took Matt's wallet and then got in a car and sped off. But Matt got his license plate number. So at any rate, I kind of look up and there's this dude I just met who's like soaked in blood. Like, I mean, just truly like his shirt was drenched. He was like dripping on the floor, um, you know, because he had a oh, gushing head wound. So I went to, I did what any sportsman would do, which I walked to a nearby CVS and got some Band-Aids and butterfly closures sure. and came back. And, uh, you know, I, I'd had a few and, uh, and, you know, and, and held his cuts together and closed them up with butterfly closures. <laughs> and then... <laughs> now this might be... This might be an insensitive question, but like in the horror community, if you get pistol whipped and you're covered in blood, is it hard to convince people that it's real blood? I mean, I, I for sure did like a bit of a double take. I was like, because I am at a horror film festival or like a genre film festival, and I was like, is and he was so bloody, and I just met him. Right, like it was too much blood. To yeah, be I was just like, this has to be some kind of like 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 right. you know weird thing that they this weird prank that they do. But then he took his hand away from his forehead, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's real. Um. And then one of the heads of the festival came back and, and saw that I like, was putting a butterfly closure on this guy's wounds and was like, this is unacceptable. <laughs> like, you need to go to the ER. Um, this isn't, you know, oh, like Simon shining his cell phone in your eyes and then putting butterfly closures on your head isn't, isn't good enough. And I, uh, I was pretty mad about that. And then I went to the ER until four in the morning. Um, but the upside of all of this and the reason uh, this tale is worth telling, uh, two reasons. Um, one, uh, he got the guy's license plate number because the guy jumped into a car and sped off, and it turned out to be the mugger's car. So they actually caught the guy and retrieved his wallet with all his cash in it, so the story has a happy ending. And two, our Airbnb landlord is so terrified of the review we're all going to leave that uh, we have been plied with a lot of free local beers. Uh, our, fr oh, our, fridge, our fridge looks like the um, fridge in the Dr. Dre video. Uh, and it, I mean, there's just like, there's not like a space free for food in it. Um, it is full of like these weird, like court cans of local ale. So, uh, so, so on, on the whole, on the whole, like some good, some bad, but uh, everything I mean, evened out. Yeah. Mostly good. Um, is what I would say. Yeah. Uh, mostly good. I mean, this guy has a scar, um, you know, on his forehead now, but I mean, you know, so what, like he's a, he's a film executive. He probably could use a few scars. Um, so, uh, so that's, that's one of my tales. Uh, the other tale, uh, last night I hosted a screening of Suspiria here, um, and afterwards I met uh, our listener, uh, 
uh, a guy came up to me oh. and introduced himself as Thomas what? Keller. I met our listener in person. Thomas Keller. He drove, what? He, in the drove, flesh. he drove five and a half hours to get to the screening. Um, so I guess that's 11 hours that's round incredible. trip um, to, say, to say hello. And uh, at a certain point, uh, you know, he's saying hello and we we're chatting. He's a nice guy. And I was like, well, you know, I'm fucking trying to find time to record the podcast, like, you know, tomorrow, I guess. And he's like, and he couldn't believe it that we made so much room for sports. It's like, it's like, even though he's a listener, it hadn't sunk in. He's like, wait, you're recording a podcast, like, while you're here doing all this? I was like, yeah, man, like, what do you think we say every week when we say that this show's a huge burden? Um, what do you think we're, what do you think we're talking about? Right. Mikel's not even here for this episode. I haven't said that because it's just not even worth saying. You know, it just goes without saying that, like, four people can't make room for sports at the same time anymore. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Dave, I'm sorry I made I, I'm sorry I made your election victory a sad thing. I'm just tired. I'm happy. I'm happy about <laughs> the election. I'm happy about it. I am. If the Republicans no, it, it kept winning, people. if the Republicans swept this election, I actually would genuinely be like, okay, it's just over, dude. Yeah, like, exactly. No, this is like really important. <laughs> it's just over. Yeah, you're right. This is this is this is a ray of this is a ray of hope. Uh, you know, I mean, the guy we elected in Virginia, he's like. You know, he's going to, like, stick by the Paris climate deal, like, keep Virginia in that. Like, Virginia nice. is one of the leading states for that. The other dude would have definitely pulled out of it. He's doing all this stuff to try to keep Obamacare going as much as possible. The other dude was just going to, like, take it down. Like, it's, like, many, many, basically along, like, every parameter. Like, he he's going to, like, he's promising to give all this, like, scholarship money to public universities um, for, you know, kids that can't afford those. And the other guy was instead saying, well, we just have to lower our budget by offering more classes online. <laughs> like... Um, yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, that, that is positive. I'm, I'm, I mean, it would be really nice if, uh, yeah, it'd be nice if the other 49 States also did not withdraw from the Paris climate accord. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, we'll, we'll take what we can get. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think anything's happening in California. Uh, I don't think. Oh, we... can I say one more thing about that? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Earlier today, Syria agreed to do the Paris climate accord. So the U S is now the only country that is not in it. We suck. So, wait, Syria? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, who even is like, like who even is capable to say that for Syria? I guess actually. Basar Ra- Al-Ashad. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, they, I guess that's it. Okay. Um, all right. Well, well, you know, uh, you know, you win some, you lose some, uh, and uh, you know, Syria's got a lot of progressive things going on, um, and you know, yeah, I feel great about I feel great about how things are going in Syria. Um, all right, guys. Uh, so a lot has happened in sports since we last spoke. It's, it's, we're recording this a little late. Uh, it's been nine days since our last recording. Since, that, since our last recording, I believe the World Series took place. Um, mm-hmm. And I do want to talk about that because much like the Super Bowl of 2016, I briefly became engaged in an unfamiliar sport only to be cruelly betrayed by that sport. Um, and I'm pretty, yeah. I'm not going back to baseball guys. I guess I have to offer my formal apology that I, um, just so the listeners are clear. I, I kind of demanded that we all watch game seven, um, I'd because watch- the series, I, I didn't watch, I hadn't watched any of the series, but I was depressed that I missed so many amazing games. Game five in particular was that like crazy chaotic back and forth. Yeah. That um, was the like 13, game. So I made us all stay up for game seven and, uh, there was like not much action. All the runs were scored in the first two innings. The game was pretty boring. We all stayed up like later than we wanted to, and uh, yeah, so that's on me. It's we, totally my fault. And we were distract like in baseballs like just kind of distracting enough because I and mean, here's the thing: the baseball is you. I think you said a while ago that in baseball, any eventually everything will happen. Um, Correct. But it will happen. What what the the intriguing thing about baseball is something interesting could happen at any time. The unintriguing thing is that it mostly doesn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it mostly <laughs> is like nothing happening. But but you always are like at any moment something interesting can happen. So I can't look away, and then you end up like watching a four and a half hour game where like nothing happens. Um, so I yeah I, yeah I mean I guess that's yeah, really well said. Yeah. So I, I mean, that was absolutely, look, I watched, here's the thing. I watched game five. I think McCall and I were texting in the group thread during it. And, uh, it was, you know, quite a game, quite a game. The Dodgers lost and I was sad about that. Um, and then game, and that was also the game where the, the Astros brought out, um, both, uh, both corpses or the corpses of both Bush presidents, 
um, to to mock the crowd. Um, and I thought that was like a really diabolical ritual. So that like right away I was hooked. Um, and then game six, uh, the Dodgers won. And I caught the very end of that actually at my martial wait, arts wait, school. Wait, 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 wait. I have a question. Which Bush threw out the first pitch? Uh, which, so, which so, so the, the, the like more fully like Crypt Keeper one, um, okay. which is, I guess, H, HW is what we call them now. Um, we, right. call, we call them like HW and W instead of like like junior and the third or whatever. I, I can't actually. Oh, HW throughout the pitch. No, no, no. HW is, is yeah. infirm and, and, uh, he, they, and, and he has like a weird, got, they, he has, no. And he tells like bad jokes before he grows women, which is kind it of, it stands for, uh, hands and wheels, right? George hands and wheels, Bush. <laughs> is that what, is that one of his jokes? Or did you, did you call, <laughs> is that one of the things that he says to like actresses before like trying to grab at them? Right. Right before he like gooses them while they're taking a photo again. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's. I mean, to be fair, that's a good line. Um, but uh, no, he like he like feebly held up the ball, and then his ghoulish son uh, trotted out um, with his skull-like grin um, and took the ball from his father's limp hand and <laughs> and, and and then uh, flung it pitifully at a at just a catcher who just like was staring aghast with horror. Um, and that was the beginning of the game. That was how the game began. So I was really like, holy shit, that was something. Um, I had asked the question months ago, who is going to throw out the last first pitch? And it, it seems like that could have been it. That could have been <laughs> it, but we had, we had two more games. Two more games. Yeah. I hear an echo. Is, 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 is there any reason I'm hearing an echo, or is that just one I, of those? It's, it's gone now. Never mind. I heard it for a second, but I think it's I think it's gone. Okay. No. Sometimes that. My fault. Sometimes that I'm also. I'm not admitting anything, but I'm just saying maybe. You're not admitting anything, but but if if the conversation will move forward, you know, let's just do that. I well, the only reason I ask is because sometimes that's an indicator that uh, you know, the disruptor, uh, Mikhail has logged in, but not this time. <laughs> no, uh, look. Sometimes. Yes. Is sometimes he invited? God wants, uh, not really. Not to this yeah, episode. I okay. think he's. I think he'll probably call in. I made it clear that That's he wasn't really welcome to this one. Um, <laughs> oh. In a separate thread, I was just like, "Look, I feel like you, uh, you know, week after week, you try your computer and then you end up calling in on your phone, and I just don't have time for that tonight. <laughs> I'm on a tight schedule." Um, um, can I read? Can I read Clayton Kershaw's comments about his failures in the World Series? Yes. Um, or is, yeah. is there more to say about the bushes? No, I was done, I think. I mean, there is, hypothetically. but um, So, I mean, this is super old news at this point, but Clayton Kershaw said something about his life and performance that seemed really on brand for the podcast. So this is after, I think he was the losing pitcher in Game 5, and I, I feel like maybe he gave up two leads at different times in the game. So oh. he said after they lost it, after Game 7, I don't know if you guys heard this, but he said, quote, Maybe one of these days I won't fail. We won't fail, and we'll win one of these things, Kershaw said, finding little consolation in the team's 104 regular season victories. Uh, quote, there's only one team that can succeed. There's only one team that wins the last game, so that's tough. It's hard. You go through this much effort to win that many games against this many good teams, and it's, I mean, I hope to get to this point again. Wow. wow. I mean, I've never heard a pure distillation of the spirit of our podcast. Um, than that, um, you know, which is, yeah. Wow. That is beautiful. Um, that's, that's, that's beautiful sports talk. I liked that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So then I watched, I watched, you know, the end of game six, uh, we got actually a TV up and running at uh, the martial arts school, watch that. And then, yeah. And then game seven was a tedious slog to, to failure. It was a long, tedious slog to a sad, bad moment. Um, so yeah, so that's baseball. That's, that's it. People have been asking us to report on baseball. I, do you guys have anything else to say about baseball? And then we can ignore it for like another three or four years. It didn't, I really thought it was going to catch on with you guys. I was really confident (laughs) and, um, it just, it's, it's, it it, just didn't. I mean, that one game where, where, where everyone was hitting home runs was kind of exciting. But also, like, we were ready. Didn't you yeah, say? I, I mean, didn't you say that that was statistically the most exciting game ever in baseball? Yeah, the, I, there's some kind of algorithm, but they did prove that. Like it was proven by scientists. Nate Silver said it, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. 
Well, oh, uh, Dave, um, yes. big score, big score update. I don't know if you're watching Sixers oh, wait, Jazz. Wait, whoa, don't. Should I? Sorry, it's not really a score update. It's more like a. Um, it's like an NBA gossip update. Uh, Jaleel Okafor just entered the game. Oh no way! For the first time this season, yeah. Wow. Why are they doing that to him? I don't understand. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. It it does seem. You mean, wait, why, by doing that to him, do you mean putting him in the game or not putting him in the game? <laughs> wait. Why are they, why is he benched? I don't get it. I don't get it either. Um, I, th- they think that he's significantly worse than Rashawn Holmes and Amir Johnson. But I, I don't understand it because he hasn't really played very much and he was good in the preseason. Yeah, it's so strange. He was like, I mean... Like two or three years ago, the conversation was whether he or Carl Anthony Towns was the more talented player. Right, right. And now, right. And now it's Carl Anthony Towns and, and Giannis are the future of the NBA, and this guy can't even crack the rotation. Yeah, that's weird. Well, he's in there now. I hope he scores like 100 points. You know, who knows what'll happen? And, and, and so let's. Um, uh, what quarter are they in? I can't. <laughs> they just he, they just threw him the ball, and it literally like bounced off four parts of his body, and then he fell over. Oh, he must be so nervous, dude. Can you imagine? And then he and then he fouled somebody. Yeah, and he's young. You know what is he like? Twenty? Yeah. Well, he's probably like, yeah, like twenty-one, twenty-two. Yeah. None of this. None of this is easy. Did he win Rookie of the Year? No. Did he? No. Did no. He win his first year? Didn't he score like seventeen points a game? Oh, he did. He had a good first year. You're right. Hold on a sec. You know, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm going to sneak into Simon's research corner. So what, yeah, get in there. So, and also, uh, I, I think this might just be Dave, but Mike, have you been to any live sports matches since we last spoke? On the I've not. Oh, I've not. I know Dave has, and he was at a historic and an historic NBA game. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I Dave was. and I, Dave and I both went to an NBA. But you, what? So I've just been kind of catching up with the text message that I would love to hear Dave's tale, but he's in his research corner. So well, can you do you want to say some things about um, your experience oh. sitting uh, courtside at the Warriors game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so my producer pals uh, have like season tickets, and I guess because for the Clippers, and I guess because they're also big Warriors fans. When the Warriors come into town, they uh, they upgrade to like like kind of. Uh, I think I was in like the fifth row, like at the same kind of just like a little bit higher than the court itself, which is. You were like injected into Andre Iguodala's body, like that Rick Moranis movie. It was, it was, yes, it was like the film Inner Space. So I was seeing <laughs> the game. Space, I was one. seeing the game from from just like pulsing aortas and screaming in terror the entire time. <laughs> I had a lovely evening. Um, I was ejected in a way that I don't even want to recollect. Uh, no, I mean it was actually like I was, you know, I'm behind the basket. It was actually like you know close enough that I was in terror of the basketball. Um, I was like, please don't miss, because if the ball flies near me and I have to catch it and throw it back, and it accidentally hits Steph Curry and kills him, while it would make a good podcast (laughs) story, people here are going to be really mad at me. And that was my fear. Mm -hmm. Because I I can throw hard when I'm put on the spot. I get a little anxious. I just kind of thrust things out. Like if you're like, hey, Simon, (laughs) toss me your car. If you say like, hey, Simon, toss me my car keys, but in a few minutes, then I'm good. But if you're like, do it right now, I'm just going to hurl them at you. Um, and scream because um, it's just like I'm put on the spot. So anyway, uh, it was cool though because um, you know uh, you know I was with a, a couple friends. One of them was rooting for the Clippers. The other one's rooting for the Warriors. I was kind of rooting for the Clippers because you know I'm sick of the Warriors and their kind of generation of miracle shenanigans. Um, and they destroyed the Clippers. Um, the Warriors had been having, I guess, kind of a slow season. Um, I think the final score was 141 to 113. Um, and it was just, uh, it, it was brutal. It was brutal. It was really like, you know, f- like, okay, they're still within 10. Okay, they're still within 20. Okay, you know, this is ridiculous. You know, they're still within 25. And then finally, uh, finally, I, I really started to feel like, and, and everyone started leaving, uh, which is one of those things that happens, I guess. Um, I was wondering if there were a lot of Warriors fans in the stadium since tons, they're so close. Tons. Yeah. They were all over the place. And, and our row, in fact, was pretty divided. Um, but everyone was, um, you know, it's the NBA. So, every, you know, people aren't going to, it's not like, um, you know, soccer games or, or right. you know, where like people are getting, or even some baseball games where people like get in each other's faces. I was actually just reading, um, 
I don't know if you saw this, but uh, I guess in in this is mainly I think in South America, um, where for for like live you know football soccer games, uh, only home team fans are allowed in to prevent violence. Um, hmm. So fans of the opposing teams will go in in disguise, wearing uh, the gear of the home team, wearing the apparel of the home team, and in one case a guy like stripped off the home team gear. Um, and revealed revealed the visiting team's gear. Well, and then everyone started beating on him, and he tried to jump to safety and <laughs> fell uh, two stories and died. Um, so is it, oh, is, 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 it, is it is it is it great, that Mike? Is it great. is. Yeah. See exactly. Sorry. So some, please think. I should have. Yeah. Play of the week. Uh, no, you know, I mean, I, well, Mike saying that maybe, maybe he did, you know, maybe. But um, but anyway, uh, you know, this was totally fine. This was a amicable an amicable sports rivalry. But uh, I mean, the Clippers uh, probably will never morally recover. And at a certain point, it started to feel like the Warriors were just like trying to get the score to some kind of cute, like trying to get the score to say like boobs or something backwards, because um, because they were still like you know they would still be taking these like three pointers, and it felt like they were going for some kind of like numeric thing um, that would satisfy them because it was there was just no chance that the Clippers were going to catch up, even I would say after the first uh, after the half. So that was my uh, live sporting experience. But Dave had a much more significant one that also involved him driving to the wilds of Washington, D.C., I believe. Yeah. Well, you know what's weird is that I saw this historic thing happen, but it was kind of anticlimactic for me. Like, the game, I don't know if you guys watched any of that game. I, I, did I didn't see any of it, no. Yeah. Well, it was a little bit... You know, it never felt like the Warriors really had a... I mean, excuse me, the Wizards really had a chance of winning. Yeah. Um, and I guess kind of like maybe like your game, like it really feels like the Wizards don't really have a home court because I mean at least half of of the Coliseum was rooting for the Cavs. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's which is kind of kind of makes for a weird vibe uh, at the at the continent. <laughs> That's interesting. The um the yeah. Nationals are known for having that problem too in baseball. Really? Um, yeah, especially um. Like they've actually tried to do different things so that Phillies fans can't buy their tickets because, oh, wow. um, uh, yeah, it's it's been it's 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 been a problem for them over the years. So maybe it's a fan base issue. Well, in the well, band, uh, the National has that same problem as well, um, where like people will go to see their opening <laughs> acts, and then by the time they come on stage, the arena is usually empty. <laughs> actually, true. Yeah. They, they like they change clothes into an outfit that is appreciated more by the opening band than by the the headliner. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, so, like, like they, yeah. they wear they go they show up wearing clothing that looks like they are a fan of the national, but then they <laughs> they take those clothes off to reveal themselves as like fans of whatever like folk singer is opening yeah, up. Yeah, whatever local local kind of like like hip hop crew is opening for them, and then uh, yeah, so the roadies will be like, oh, you're a national fan, please please come in, please, oh God, like. And yeah, it's never it's never happened. No one's actually ever seen one of their live concerts in its entirety. Um, um, sorry, I think we're getting a little far away from Dave's story. Oh, right I'm sorry. Yes. Well, I, I, I by the way, I, I, I do feel like I totally understand what you mean by that, Dave, which is like the Clippers Warriors was a very similar vibe of just like, come on, isn't anyone like, where, where's the solidarity here? <laughs> you know? Yeah, right, right. yeah like no I mean, one was cheering see, yeah. or booing at the right times. It felt weird. So, so yeah, so anyway. Totally. Yeah, and I mean, I'm going to go see the Warriors uh, play the Wizards, you know, in, in D.C. as well, and I'm sure it's going to be the same kind of thing. It's going to be um, exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you saw uh, LeBron had, had a historic game, or, is correct? Or or is that what I'm... Is yeah, that... he scored 27 points. Um, I think he definitely wanted 60. His last, I'm pretty sure his last two shots were air balls. His arms were just, like, about to fall off. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, what was even crazier though, was like, I think the next day or the day after James Harden put up like 56 points. Yeah. Um, but he did it on 25 shot attempts. He shot 19 for 25, which is That's unbelievable. And how many shots did LeBron shoot that night? Do you know? Um, a lot more than that. Yeah. I I, I don't have it in front of me, but, um, and Harden missed his last two shots. So he would have been 19 for 23. And I read that, that in that game, he dribbled the ball over 600 times, and the rest of his teammates combined dribbled it 200 times. <laughs> <laughs> so it is just like a one-man team kind of still. Um, totally. 
Well, because Chris Paul's injured. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I have to say that um, I've seen a couple of Rockets games recently. I I'm starting to find them really annoying to watch. Yeah, I, I can. It just depends on how you watch them. I think though. It, to okay. me, it depends on what mood James Harden's in, kind of. Because um, <laughs> I mean that like. I mean, by the way, I would have loved it, loved it if LeBron had gotten like the all-time, you know, single game scoring record and James Harden had beaten it the next day without ever changing expression uh, or, or like looking up from the court. Um, and, you know, that would have just been, that would just been awesome if like, like James Harden just kind of quietly like beat him. <laughs> but, but, in a, and it kind of feels like that almost happened. Um, but yes, so I'm, that's exciting. So you know, uh, we're getting... Hey, I, I forgot to say something before I forget. I emerged from the research corner um, oh. a while ago. Oh, oh shit. Great. Oh, yeah. Uh, with information okay. about Dale Okafer. Okay. Yeah, I thought you sounded more sure of yourself, like, for the past few minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely I could tell that our confidence was back as a team. I didn't know why. <laughs> Dude, Okafer, in his rookie season, only playing 30 minutes per game um, and starting in 48 out of 53 games. I guess he got injured, huh? Um Scored seventeen and a half points per game, shooting fifty one percent from the field. Yeah, that's fantastic. And he had seven rebounds per game, so seventeen point five and seven in only thirty minutes. You know, if you that'd be over twenty with a uh, normal starting starting load. I wonder if his defense is so bad that you can't keep him on the court. Oh, I think that is it. You're right. Oh, You're right. That's you know, like because that that's all yeah. that would be left. Like if he scored seventeen points a game. Yeah. And there was something. There's something else about him too. Like maybe he just like he just doesn't get with people involved at all or something. Yeah. Well, the I mean the rap sheet is that he's like he plays an like an older like an old fashioned version of NBA basketball. Oh, where, like, right, he right. wants to like catch the ball on the block with his back to the basket. Um, and like the offense kind of like the flow. Once he gets the ball, the flow stops, and he wants to like back a guy down in like the in like the shack shack method. Uh, um, and that's why he wears and that's the, like, like old school barbershop uniform on the court, which like that also <laughs> is a little. And he wears like 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 heavy leather, leather loafers, um, <laughs> and like suspenders. Um, all right. Yeah. Is it possible that we like James Harden because of his beard? It makes him look a little more lackadaisical than he actually is. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you can you can't see the lower half of the man's face. He could be. He could be. Right scowling or smiling and just not moving his eyes very much. But yes, absolutely. He has that kind of, um, like, can we, can we think of like a very active, fully bearded person in popular culture? Like a sort of like hyper, hmm. like, um, a fully, active... or is it just true that like beards just sort of, whoa, the whoa, sort whoa. of man that grows a full beard is likely to be a little bit slow. Well, okay guys. Like, first of all, we're forgetting the obvious here, which is Santa Claus. Um, Santa Claus. That was a mind for you, for me too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a fully bearded man. He's extremely active one night per year. Um, hmm. you know, he, yeah. So, but I mean, he relies on magic to be active. So does James Harden. Like, like we don't know the details of either man's skills, but yeah, I mean, they both clearly are not, you know, like on the up and up, uh, you know, nature wise. <laughs> So, um, yeah, no, so Santa Claus is up there. Uh, um, uh, yeah, um, that's bearded guys. That's all we came up with. Uh, David Letterman, John Stewart. Um, well, David Letterman didn't grow a beard until he retired actually. So, yeah, know, so that's pretty, actually pretty in, the, in, in the opposite yeah. camp. Yeah. Those, those guys are actually the wor- they're the anti examples cause they retired and immediately grew beards so that they could, uh, do nothing. Um, exactly. Groom their right. beards all day. Oh yeah. Um, so actually, right. that's that's a tough one. We're definitely forgetting. I mean, there's definitely some kind of like. Well, first of all, there's definitely some bearded wrestlers, Mr. professional T? wrestlers. Mr. T, T, terrific example. Oh, that's good. Except it's like a very groomed beard. I'm talking full beard. Oh, like right, a bushy. Right. Although, I mean, uh, yeah. Oh, what, what was his name? Um, the big dude with the overalls, uh, Hillbilly Jim, or uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know okay. his name was. I, I'm gonna go mm-hmm. with Hillbilly Jim. Uh, hang on, Is that his name, the wrestler. I, I know who you're talking about. I, we're not a big wrestling. Not, po- yeah, yeah, Hillbilly Jim. Hillbilly Jim. Is is Hillbilly Jim. Yeah, yeah, Hillbilly Jim. Was he like in our golden age of wrestling? Yes, yes. Uh, in the 80s. Yep, that's exactly right. 
Um, wow, this guy had his... Everyone should Google image Billy Jim right now if you're listening. That's a pretty serious beard. And he's very active. He's extremely right, active. Um, and- you answered that question. It's totally correct. And um, But that, I think that just makes like James Harden's bearded slowness stand out all the more. Actually, like Hillbilly Jim is the exception that proves the rule. Boy, I'm looking at uh, bearded wrestlers now, um, which you know, fortunately, <laughs> I, fortunately, I already just had the search up. Like you know earlier who, in the bad day, Bad News Brown. Look up Bad News Brown. Bad He's News Brown, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, uh, Mick Foley uh, as Mankind was often bearded. It's 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 got a great uh, history in wrestling of uh, men with unkempt beards. Um, but yeah, I I would say actually James Harden has a wrestling beard. That's, that's my that's that's what I'm that's what I think. He's like huge out there. I mean, he's a big guy, six foot seven. That's what I, I bet. I think there are some. Um, I bet there's some NASCAR drivers that have beards. Mm, yeah, or hockey players. Don't a lot of hockey players. Baseball players have some beards. Baseball players have beards. Yeah, but they look slow too. It makes you. I think it actually slows you down. I mean, it might weigh you down. It's extra body weight. Oh, true. And it like makes you less aerodynamic. So if I shave my beard, do you think my my suit might fit this weekend? well i mean you could shave like your chest hair oh true that might like make you a little more svelte i'm determined to get in suit wearing shape before 2018 um even if i was determined to do it for this weekend since like six months ago uh, (laughs) well here's my theory here's my theory like like so for many reasons i've actually had to wear suits and i've had to get in like suit wearing suit wearing down to my suit weight um, but I've always had that, <laughs> but I've also had that pressure of knowing that the suit wearing day is coming up, which makes me, of course, uh, bingy uh, with anxiety. <laughs> bingy <even hard. laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'll just wake up surrounded by like donut boxes. Cause you know, I'm, I'm anxious. So I'm actually, so I don't have, as far as I can tell, as far as I know, I have no reasons to wear a suit that I'm immediately aware of. So now is the time for I me love to that just feeling. set an arbitrary date. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I just realized. But I, won't the arbitrary even an arbitrary date will make you nervous and need donuts? I don't think an arbitrary date will make me nervous as long as I keep reminding myself that it's arbitrary. I will have to have a this few is, donuts, but not like yeah. not like a not like a baker's dozen. Uh, you know, I've heard you disclaim that before. Like, you're always saying like before we do anything, I will have to have a few donuts. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that's that's because those things are no longer arbitrary because we're doing them. Yeah, it's it, a, this is a perfect catch twenty two. Um, <laughs> like you're, you've got your finger right on like the heart of the human condition right now. That's correct. Yes, and and yes, and that is why uh, all of America struggles to fit into its suit on wedding days. Correct. Yes. Correct. We as a nation, correct. we as a nation, this have, is the, have gone this up is... a couple belt notches this year. Um, yeah. Yes. This is our like the 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 best political allegory ever written is happening right now. <laughs> Well, I just realized also that I'm in, you know, there weren't elections today in Illinois and there weren't elections in California. So I'm just, I'm just out of the election loop. Uh, I'm just, I'm just out of it today. I'll, I'll be really excited about the elections next year, I think. Yeah. I think that's when we vote in California. I don't know. California's actually, California's a pretty sweet state to live in, in terms of elections, actually. It's kind of just like, is this like, like mildly neoliberal Democrat going to win, or is this slightly more progressive Democrat going to win? And you're kind of right. like, you know, that's the suspense. Um, or are we going to all like be kind of duped into misunderstanding this like proposition and vote for it accidentally? Cause we don't know what it means. That's actually the real suspense. Um, and that happens all the time. Um, you know, cause no one does, no one has time to research uh, their ballots cause they're too busy waiting in line outside of Krispy Kreme. Um, yeah, so, um, all right, guys. Well, listen, uh, I, I actually only have a couple more minutes. Uh, what, what did, what, what did we need to get to? We didn't have an outline or if we did, I didn't. Well, Mike had this whole, Mike had this whole like really amazing text with all these sort of, uh, do you want to, yeah, Dave, do you, do you want to hang out Dave after Simon has to go and we'll do some, we'll do some, well, here's what like, I can do. I can oops, keep, we'll, I, I'm recording. So I think, yeah. I think that, oh shit, I did have things to say. I wanted to talk about tobacco being phased out in baseball. Okay, let's table that. Let's table that. I'm going to go get my laundry. You guys keep talking, and I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, no, listen, that's, that's what's oh, yeah. happening. Okay. I'm just going to put the mic down. Okay. That means I can't, that means I can't anymore be uh, 
yeah, like putting putting my my mic on mute and like taking bites of pizza in between you guys talk. <laughs> well, I mean, I've been waiting all week to have some good um, NBA talk with you because mm-hmm. there's like so many interesting things going on, dude. Um, Real. and like you're pretty plugged in. I know you're you've been watching a lot of Giannis. Oh yeah, I get. Um, oh, do they do they win tonight? Who won the Cavs? Uh, oh, don't tell me. Don't look. Or if you look, uh, don't tell me because I, I'm record. Well, I guess it's over. I was recording it. It looks like the uh, the Xfinity box has stopped recording. So I guess I'll okay. find out um, after we hang up. But um, it was close when I. It was at halftime. It was like a two point game or something. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I I think Giannis is like really determined to like take over the East now. Um, and I, I and I'm pretty sure this Eric Bledsoe acquisition is only going to help. I mean, I won't even tell you the number, but I, I saw how many points Giannis had at halftime, and it was a lot of points. Yeah, I saw a little bit, and uh, uh, Thon, Thon Macaire, um stole someone's pass and like passed it ahead to Giannis on a fast break. And I mean, when you first see the dunk, it's electrifying. But then I, you know, because I have the uh, the DVR thing or whatever, I can rewind it. I uh, I watched it several times and. Like if you if you this is gonna be in all the highlight reels. Watch where he takes off from. It's like, you know, it's 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 inside of the the circle. I don't know what that circle's called. Like that's that's a little sure. bit inside of it. Like that's like his natural launching place. Like he it's just crazy. takes it. It's like no problem for him to dunk from there and just flies. It's and crazy. if you don't slow it down, you don't realize. But <laughs> it just the the length, like the extent. Yeah. It's crazy. I didn't realize how much ball handling he does. Oh yeah, dude. Like he's got the ball. He brings the ball up almost every time. Oh yeah. At least it seems that way. His handles are are totally like first tier point guard handles. Like he, yeah, you know only Kyrie or, or Steph Curry maybe is, is or, you know he's 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 an elite ball handler. He's an elite passer. He's an elite everything except yeah. except outside shooter. But it really doesn't matter. Um, it really doesn't matter at all because yeah. actually I I heard a crazy stat uh, the other day on maybe 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 or maybe not on one of our competitor. Um, so actually, I found out there is at least one other podcast still left that does sports. Um, well, I mean, they th- well, all right, they wait, think they're doing. Sports. I, I just got well, back, and this is they shocking news. Shocking news to yeah. me. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, it's kind of a yeah, a little bit of an insensitive way for me to break that. But yeah, there may be another sports podcast now. They'll, they'll quit soon. Yeah. They'll quit soon. They'll uh, see. They'll gross. see that they're outclassed. Um, no, I know. Probably after the, after they hear this this week's episode of Make Room for Sports, but um, so I heard, and this is really crazy. This was on like Saturday, so it it doesn't include whatever happened tonight, and and, and I think the game after that. But um, at that time, um, uh, they were talking about the greatest PERs in NBA history, player efficiency rating, which is not is definitely a flawed stat that some people don't like, but does seem to correlate to whoever is like the best player in the NBA at any given time. Okay. And so the greatest 10 player efficiency ratings of all time are all by Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, and LeBron James, uh, with one exception. Steph Curry has one out of, out of the 10, his, his season where he shot like whatever, like 7,000 three-pointers. And, right. um, other than that, it's just Wilt Chamberlain, Michael Jordan, and LeBron James in the top 10. The the average league PER is 15. If you have a 15, you're an average player. If you're below that, not good for your career. If you're above okay. that, blah, blah, blah. So the greatest PER of all time was by Wilt Chamberlain uh, for a season, and it was a 31.4. Giannis, at the, t- at the time when I, when, I, when I heard about this, had a 37. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> Just an illustration of, um, and this guy's twenty two, right. so his prime is like five years away. Right. So, I mean, this is definitely like the biggest problem for Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid is is uh, Giannis, and now he's well. That's what I, yeah, I was thinking. Like the obvious thing to think is that like there's eight to twelve years of Eastern Conference Finals oh, um, yes. uh, between those two teams, and who's the guy? Um, isn't Who's hurt on the Bucks? Is oh yeah, Jabari Parker. Is he gonna? Is that like a? What does he have? Is that an ACL? Like he's he's serious. Yeah, he's coming. He's supposed to come back though in 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 March, March or April. And is the idea that he'll come back and he'll be what people thought he was gonna be? Well, he's a he was a dangerous scorer when he's healthy. He's oh, a dangerous yeah. NBA scorer. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he's supposed to come back and be you know hopefully he's yeah. uh, his full his full self. 
Yeah, they they scare me. They scare me a little bit. Um, scary as fuck now with 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 Giannis Jabari and and Eric Bledsoe. That is and Thon Maker. <laughs> like that is scary. Yeah. yeah. So I think you know they could. I don't know. Depending on, I would say probably not this year, but I think next year they'll win the East. Um, if Jabari's if they're all healthy, I mean, I don't know. But it, but I think from that point on, it's just a battle between them and Philly. I think that's like that's set for a long time. <laughs> the Sixers are so fun. Oh, dude, they're the best thing ever to watch. Like they're every so possession, <laughs> every possession that either Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid is on the floor or both is like just so enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so fun, and like the whole team is fun. Like the bench is really fun. Um, totally, Covington. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think his new nickname is Roco. I've heard people say Roco, which is oh, a good no. one. I, think. I don't know, man, Roco. Um, but he's, I mean, he's my, he's, I think he might be actually my favorite player in the team um, because he's just like all upside. And he's got a crazy story. I think he might have been un, either undrafted or like a very late second round. Um, and he's like the true, he's like the most processy sixer because like part of Hinky's plan was to not have any like, middling players on the team at all so that like young inexperienced and unknown people can have a chance to play a lot Sorry, um, to not have any what i, I missed a word to not have any like any i think i said middling but oh middling yeah. yeah like um like obviously they had no all-stars but also they didn't really have any like they didn't have any like mediocre veterans on the team he just wanted like mm-hmm. he just wanted like unprocessed um right. like, unformed young potential talent on the court and you know over the course of his whatever it was three or four years and he was the gm he he had like you know 12 of those guys and two of them tj and covington have both like turned out to be great and like that was his idea is that you need in every case both in the term in terms of like your first round pick but also in terms of where you try to get lucky you just need lots of shots at it because you're going to be wrong way more often than you're right and and he's right like those two guys are so much fun to watch and everybody loves them and um it's it's been it's been like i i I almost feel it's like they're so much fun to watch that i almost feel bad i have a friend i'm sorry go ahead no 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 go ahead i have a friend who was kind of throwing some shade he was saying that like you know like the sixers didn't really do that great with drafting like ben simmons was consensus like the best player in the world and joel Embiid fell to them like he shouldn't have gone that low yeah um and then beyond that, they pretty much like whiffed on, on a bunch of yeah. No, but I think what Hinky would say is that like the whole yeah. point is that you whiff because you don't know. So like right. his whole thing wasn't that there's a way to figure out who's going to be good. His whole but thing some was teams like do seem to. I mean, like the Thunder, for example. Like there are teams that seem to you know have a knack for finding finding the talent. I have no reason to not believe you about that. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, but I have breaking news. Oh great! Oh. Um, I just got a text message ah. from a guy that I know from elementary school who um, I haven't texted with him probably in like four months. But the only possible reason that he could possibly that he could be texting me is NBA. That's like the only thing that we we really. Uh, so he texted me. Break up the Knicks. Ah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, well, I I got a text wait. message right now. Yeah. Wait! 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 Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I thought it might be more interesting. I didn't. I. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't read it before. I. I said I had breaking news. Uh, well, I. I. I got a text message <laughs> right I, now, guys, uh, from from Macal. That wasn't interesting. I apologize to you guys, and I apologize to the listeners. Macal, uh, you might. You might. You might check your phone and see if you got another text, Dave. Would you like to see if someone else might have texted you just recently? I think Macal. Oh, I see it. I yeah. see it. Macal just sent. Uh, are we recording the podcast right now? To to us. And then That's I say, great. we're almost done. To which he replied, tell him I say what's up. Oh, did tell, he him. tell him. Tell him I say what's probably. up. He meant Thomas Keller. How's that possible? No, that's not true. We usually capitalize him when we talk about Thomas Keller. In that's, the text thread. that's right. And this is this great. is lowercase h. Good catch, Mike. Like good all catch. caps, right? His Imperial Majesty. Um, right. I, yeah. I, I I really have to run, guys. So I have to wrap it up. But I but just so we never talk about baseball again, can I quickly do my baseball tobacco and baseball segment? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I was very curious watching the game. 
why all these guys were spitting, but they were not chewing tobacco. They just spit all the fucking time. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's like it's like camels. It's awful. And uh, so I I went to see is you know can people still chew tobacco and uh, and smokeless tobacco sure enough has been banned in several cities uh, including uh, the city I'm in Chicago Los Angeles San Francisco Boston um, but wow. it's still allowed in a lot of stadiums and one third of Major League Baseball players still uh, chew tobacco uh, it's been banned in the minor leagues since 1993. But in the major leagues, one-third of players still chew tobacco. Uh, just some of them aren't allowed to do it during games, depending on where they're playing. So that actually seems like a brilliant strategy if you know that your opposing team chews to pass that legislation so they'll all be jonesing for nicotine the whole game um, and not able to focus. Uh, and then I thought about how originally my inquiry had been to figure out why all these people just spit without chewing tobacco and how I didn't really solve that problem and how the answer was kind of like, some people chew tobacco, some people don't. In some places it's okay, in some places it's not. And just how I really had gotten an ambiguous, unsatisfying answer to my question. And then I realized, that's sports. That's sports. <laughs> it's a complicated... Yeah, we have... Yeah. It's We've a, learned that over, it's the, a labyrinth. over the months. Yeah, it's a labyrinth. It's, un, it's not easily solvable. So And it hurts. Yes, and it's miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was my tobacco segment. I don't have any conclusions, but I will report back in a year. Okay. To this that day. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, okay, guys, I have to wrap it up. Uh, and, and I have a sinking feeling that Mikel will probably call in if we stay on this, if we record for another 30 <laughs> seconds. Um, and then it'll take another 15 minutes and I'll miss my screening. So, uh, all right. Thank you very much for listening, uh, if indeed you have. And we'll be back next week with some more exclusive sports talk. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports.